Boba come back, Boba come back to me, hey, Boba is back, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vigilante 1939 podcast, your father, son, best friend dynamic, we talk about all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more, in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing episode 2 of the book of Boba Fett, whether 2022 will be the year of Batman, breaking down what Ben Affleck and Andrew Garfield had to say about their time in their respective roles, and discussing the possibility of whether or not more than one Spider-Man can be crawling around New York City. I'm Nick Zenig, and joining me each and every week are Nico and his father, Nick Caruso Jr. How you guys doing, gentlemen? Doing real good on this Sunday afternoon. Deep into, tw- I feel like we're deep into 2022. Even though it's really only, what is it, the second, is it the first week? Second weekend. It's the ninth. Technically the second weekend. Where's this year gone? I don't know. It's only nine days. I, I, I don't know if it's gone anywhere. I don't know if it's even So moved. much has happened. It, it does feel like a lot's happened, but a lot <laughs> hasn't happened. It's just been... In our minds. In our minds. Um, there's been a lot of uh, online discourse with quotes, some for better, some for worse. Um, so, yeah, I think I think all that... And all this hoopla is making it feel like a lot's happened when really, really it's kind of just been some post-No Way Home fun and some pre-Flash not fun. I don't know. This is what it looks like. <laughs> oh, damn. It'll be, it'll be March 3rd before we know before it. We don't know worry. It. I it'll so, be man. March before we know it. Yeah, it will. You can't get here fast enough. Let me tell you that, man. It really, really can't. <laughs> it really can't. <laughs> so, all right, fellas. We got a nice... Great show here in store for all of you guys, and we're going to kick things off like we did last week with the Book of Boba Fett, Episode 2. After coming off that, (laughs) I guess, divisive premiere episode of the Book of Boba Fett, this one was hoping to bring things back, back to center stage here, you know, bring it more to a graceful place here. So I'm going to kick this one back over to Mr. C. So obviously, Book of Boba Fett, Episode 2. You think it's an improvement from last week? What do you think? I do, and I also feel like... I'm now kind of like comfortable with what the show's doing. And I think that that first week we didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect, even though I kind of felt like it would be kind of more of a grounded show. But so now I'm getting the feeling of it. And I really like this episode a lot better. I'm not like, it's not like it's blowing me away or it's like, it's like something that, Again, that I like have to see. It's not appointment television for me yet, but they clearly took a step in the right direction. I really liked. I, I'm I'm really digging now the duality of kind of the past, mm-hmm. and then what's going on in the future, which is kind of cool. Uh, there are some characters that appeared who I've never seen before. I guess they're in the comics, so I'm getting introduced to them, which is. Exciting for me. I know it's exciting for those of you guys that read the comics and know that, but for me, it's cool just to see that 
that Wookiee, they call him Black K, I think. Um, oh, he's the best. He was absolutely frightening to me. But again, I, I'm I'm digging the kind of Sopranos, <laughs> the Sopranos vibes of gangsters running around and Boba Fett trying to collect tax and, and everything. So that's pretty cool. And then I didn't know that, I didn't know I would ever well up over the Tuscan Raiders. Mm. I'm going to leave it at that for right now. Yeah, someone who probably between the three of us was the least pleased with the first episode, but was the most excited going into it. This second one was a massive improvement. I thought they did a nice job of putting him in the helmet more, which is, I think, where Boba Fett's at his strongest. You know, we're not used to seeing him without the helmet, and I think the first episode, seeing so much of Tamara Morrison and not so much Boba Fett was a little jarring, too. I'm liking the dual storytelling now more. I do still feel like we're doing less in the present, more in the past. It still feels uneven, but the stuff in the past this week was outstanding. Um, Both The Mandalorian, but now The Book of Boba Fett even more, is really developing the Tusken Raiders into something greater. They're not these one-dimensional savages anymore. We get a look into their culture, their rituals. It was very cool. The action was much better this episode. The effects were much better. We got a nice cameo from the Hut twins who looked great. We had Black K as well, who is awesome, who if you read the Star Wars comics, that's a great pull into this live action universe. He looks great. He's going to be so badass whenever we get to see him again. I liked more of the present day stuff this week. Um, I felt like we got more of an idea of what they're trying to do with Boba Fett. I think they're really trying to, much like the Tusken Raiders, make Boba more than this just one-dimensional badass bounty hunter. They really looks like they're trying to make him a good guy. I think the multiple flashbacks to his past on Camino and holding his dad's helmet after his death on Geonosis. I really think they're trying to almost give him this rebirth into being a much more fleshed out, interesting character. Like he's never really been. So um, I'm really, really enjoying what they're doing this week. I thought it was much better than last week in all facets. Yeah. 100%. I guess I'm going to piggyback off you guys. You know, I definitely think this one, Felt a lot more Star Wars-y than probably the premiere did. I mean, just the whole look and aesthetic of it. I, I definitely dug the whole, uh, you know, kind of redemption of Boba in this one. You know, we get more of, you know, his relationship with the Tusken Raiders, who actually look pretty badass in this episode. I mean, mm-hmm. they really take center stage. I dig the whole, I guess, I wouldn't say the whole religion aspect of it all, but, you know, you really kind of get the the morality of why Boba is the way it is. You know, I think if I had to describe this episode, I would say it's more of like a respect versus revenge you know and both of those kind of have to equate out to each other so i dug that in the beginning you know it was boba's kind of out for himself and then he kind of gets roped into defending the tuscan raiders who kind of took him in and then you know i i dug the tie-in of how he kind of leads in the mando season two you know how he gets that outfit and how he becomes more of like a bounty hunter uh per se so that one i really dig and i definitely think that we're we're probably where we need to be with boba fett uh, I think we got, what, four or five more episodes to go. So it seems like we're leading to a more pedal with the metal uh, basis. The action was what I actually expected from this show. Uh, I really dug that long train action sequence. Like, I thought it was pretty, pretty great. So overall, I think this one definitely picked up the pieces. And I'm eager to see where we go from here. I have a feeling Robert Rodriguez is going to be all all systems go here with these next coming episodes. So... I still don't know exactly where maybe we're going, but I think I have a more clear indication. I definitely feel like the story is going to be a bit more coherent, I guess I should say, going forward. But that kind of remains to be seen. I, I'm definitely way more curious at where 
the past kind of ties into the present because it does feel like we continue to jump jump from the past to the present and we really get no payoff for it in the end and i really do think we will though at the end my best oh, guess yeah. is he's trying to unite tatooine um i have a feeling now seeing how he's how he's really been brought into the way of the Tuscan Raiders. Of course, when we find him in Mandalorian season two, he still has his, you know, robe. He still has his staff. I have a feeling there he's going to actually bring them into the city and they're going to help him in the end is my guess. I really think he's going to be the um, ultimate moral, morally just ruler of Tatooine when it's over. And he's going to change it from being this sleazy crime underworld to actually being a really full functioning empire in a good way though, is, is my guess. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the episode was really fascinating to me too. It it felt like an old Western, Mm. which was so cool with that train sequence. You mentioned Z with the speeder bikes and it -hmm. was really cool. And again, I, I really loved it. It was, it was fast paced. It was, you know, you, you really felt the tension but I think the the one thing that stands out to me is really, like, it's amazing that these guys go back in time and they take these characters, the Tusken Raiders, and they develop to a point where the choreography and the gracefulness of, mm-hmm. of their society and their rituals, and it was really beautiful to see. And I'm not lying to you, when they did that little dance at the end, and it, cool, it, it, tribalism, whether you, we're comparing it to, like, Indian culture of... of the Wild West or whatnot, it was really, really, just really cool. And when he obviously approaches the whatever it is, the one facility place where he beats everybody up and steals the speeder bikes and he's going to go back, and that's a wonderful piece of story where he he's looking to protect them because, like you said, Z, they did kind of save him, right? Mm-hmm. And and so the whole episode is a – uh it, it's it's so self-contained after that one initial thing with the huts who who were really cool too. Like I I didn't even know the hut they were the cousins of Jabba. The cousins, the twins. I, I didn't know if they were kids the of Jabba or whatnot. What the deal was with that? But um, it it just really like I said, and I I have to agree with you. I think I think the Tuscan Raiders are going to become such a big part if they're not already of just bringing older characters back and putting them into the forefront like that and developing them. It's just really cool, man. And it's great su- storytelling. It, it is. And to support my prediction, we have the confirmation of the people they're up against were the Pikes. You've seen Pikes in Clone Wars, but most recently you've seen the Pikes in Solo, a Star Wars story doing the Kessel Run stuff. So fortifying the idea that maybe Amelia Clark's Crimson Dawn, maybe Kiara, maybe wow. we're going to get Lando, maybe we're going to get Han. I don't know. Season two, Amando spoiled us with the people they could bring in, and um, I'm excited on because we still don't know who this potential threat is. We still don't know who sent the assassins to uh, go after Bobby yet. It clearly wasn't the mayor. Um, it's it's got to be in. I don't think it was the Huts because the Huts just do it themselves with their Wookiee Black K. So there's 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 gonna be I think some cool reveals and uh, like Zeddy said, all systems go. There's there's some goodies in here, and I think there's more goodies to come. So I'm a hundred percent back. So hashtag Boba come back worked. It worked for me. I sang my song, and the chorus was given. Yeah, and I and I think this show Z is going to stay on Tatooine, right? I don't I don't think we're going off into space or anything like that. No, and I think I, I, think I, feels I finally like it, get yeah. it now that it, it it and that's my that's on me maybe where I was looking 
thinking these like soap opera stories, but in, into space, mm-hmm. but it looks to me like it's going to stay there. And that's great. Let's finish the story out. And it, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I actually really like that too. You know, more grounded, self-contained Star Wars story, you know, cause I think Mando really is a lot when you look at it in hindsight, right? You're jumping on all these different worlds and you're getting a new adventure with Mando and you never really know who's going to pop up, you know, to team up with Mando. So I really did. I actually really dig that. This one's more, uh, streamlined in a way too because it actually mixes surprises that much more i guess surprising for lack of a better term because it is so self-contained and grounded that it's almost like you're wow like it's okay so these people are here like you didn't have to go to this other world just to meet these people so i think that's the element of surprise that i think i'm waiting for so kind of remains to be seen it definitely feels like obi-wan's probably going to be the same exact thing too uh so definitely remains to be seen well you know what's those, funny, so. you know what's funny too we we applaud the marvel shows because We've had four of them now, and they not not one of them feels like the other, right? And so I, I'm digging what I'm seeing right now because just like you said, how grand Mando was, and then how self-contained this is. I wouldn't be surprised if all of these shows felt very different, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably on me myself personally that I'm always thinking like something's going to be a continuation of another, just because we're kind of the MCU kind of did that to us a little bit, kind of conditioned us like that. But I think. We're all going to be very happy and say, wow, none of these shows feel like the other. Mm, Well said. Yeah, that's very well said. So, all right. So I think that's probably going to recap our episode two review of the book of both. And I'm glad that it seems to have been working now more for you two gentlemen, especially unique. I know your hype was really over the moon with it. So glad to see that you're back. And hopefully, like I said before, we'll all systems go here for a nice what four or five episodes to go. So very, very excited. Appreciate you. There you go. So, obviously, our next topic. So, obviously, I'm really, really excited for this one because this one was really, really cool. And I'm actually going to kick this one off to Mr. C because this one was actually your idea because you, uh, I didn't know you were something of a scientist I'm yourself. Not. I mean, you know, I, I, knew you were in, I knew you were into science, but, I'm, you know. I'm not a scientist, um, and, I, and, I, and I don't want any <laughs> problems from him, you know. He yeah. is, uh, so, obviously, you, you got a poll here, Mr. C. Why he is a Norman Osborn-type figure, and I, <laughs> I do not want him uh, thinking that I'm infringing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the other night I was just kind of sitting around and basking in the glow of, and it's funny, you would act like I'm, I act like I'm making some money off Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm not. I've actually contributed to those, to the $1.5 billion. But I sat around, I was thinking to myself, like, as we enter 2022, it really is going to be the year of the bat. And I was wondering in my own thoughts of, I wonder if the combined box office of both the Batman and this little movie called Flash, which no one's really talking about at all, could combine to do what No Way Home is doing. And then I was like, ah, the heck with it. I had a couple beers in me. I'm like, let me just throw a poll out there and see what happens. And, you know, the polls are, we do these polls. It's funny because we've done some on the vigilante that have gotten a couple thousand votes, a thousand votes, and then, Sometimes you do them and you get 30 or 40. So as of recording this, I think there's only 85 or 90 votes, but it's dead even, which is which is hysterical to me. It's a small sample size. It means nothing. But um, his, and so this weekend we find out that No Way Home continues to do well. It opened in Japan. There's some other countries it didn't open in yet. It's probably not going to open in China, which is what some of the experts are saying. So I'm looking at this thing and I'm saying to myself, I, you know, one five, one six, 
165. It's probably going to top off at something like that. Do I think these two movies could combine to do that? And I voted no. I'm curious to see what you guys did now. I'm going to throw this over to you guys, and then we could kind of give our reasons why or why not. What did you do, son? I forgot what I voted. I think no. I said no, and I said no because I can't – because I don't know – it's a good question. Just with Spider-Man not really stopping and not really knowing how the Flash is going to be perceived by the GA, I think the Batman's fine. So I'm going to say no because for it to do what Spider-Man's doing, both movies have to do – Around eight hundred million each, and I don't think that happens for the both of them. I actually think the Batman's going to make more money than the Flash. That's my hot take. I think people are going to like the Batman more. I think the marketing's really good for it. I know the marketing for the Flash hasn't happened yet, but the Batman consistently is at the top of you know the IMDb list, the Fandango list. There's all these lists of the most anticipated films, and the Flash is always in the bottom few, or it's not even on the list. The Batman is always somewhere between one, number two, Mm -hmm. sometimes three or four, but it's always in top three, top five, pretty much always top three. If not, it's the number one most anticipated film for people. So that makes me think word of mouth is going to be strong and then it's going to do very well. I think the Pattinson and Zoe fans are going to come out. The only problem with the Batman's legs is the HBO max after 45 days. I do think people will wait. That's a fair point. With Omnicron, I do think people will wait. So wait, so it's got six weeks then, right? Six weeks, but not only do I think people will wait to go see it, I think people will wait for their repeat viewings. Mm. The biggest films that hit these billions and $2 billion, it's a lot of it is the repeat viewings. How many times are people going back? How many times are you bringing people to see the movie? How many times is the, is the audience growing as you're watching the movie? I think when people see it and they find out they could watch that home in about five weeks, they're going to wait. I do. Problem with the flash is I don't know how big this movie can generate. I've always been saying, I still think no one really knows what that movie is about. When you have a movie like Suicide Squad that underperforms, it, I know it was day and date, but you have to think about this. No one, I do not think this GA remembers or really cares about Ezra Miller's Flash. Don't forget, No Way Home is the third version, the third film in a be, in a current beloved version of Spider-Man in terms of Tom Holland coming off of an $870 million film, coming off of a billion dollar film after that. Then you give Tom Holland his third film, his sixth appearance, and you bring in the 20 years of 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 Spider-Man in cinema. That's huge. You're getting a Flash movie where if if people remember him, they remember him from a very forgettable 2017 Justice League film that no one went to see. That movie barely made $600 million. I did. <laughs> that movie barely made $600 million. You're bringing in all these new characters. Yes, you're you're bringing Keaton back, but it's almost like you're relying on Keaton to be the big box office push and not Ezra Miller himself, who's not big box office, whereas Tom Holland is big box office. Andrew is decent box office, and Toby was big box mm-hmm. office for his films. So it's, it's, it's this perfect storm of things continuing to happen. So I think the Batman has a shot to make a lot of money in that seven, $800 million realm. I think who knows what the max thing is to play. The flash one is too ambiguous for me to say that it's going to make that much money. So I'm going to say no for now, but if the marketing comes out 
and the Batman is huge and then the Flash marketing comes out and people are going nuts over it, then I'll say maybe there's a shot, but I don't I, I don't think so. I, because Spider-Man is also going to end at about $1.6 billion, So mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Personally. <laughs> Mr. Z, you've analyzed this, I know, over the last three days. You've, you've pulled <laughs> numbers. You've... You run your own tests. I know you in the lab. I, I saw you. <laughs> I have picked apart your question in every sense of the way. I have analyzed every letter, every yeah. word, every option. You run your own algorithms. I know you. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, speaking of the options here, Mr. C, I think, you know, the ones you obviously gave were um, Vengeance Prevails. You know, three Spideys is the magic number, and obviously, too close to call was the one that you kind of uh, capped it off at. So uh, which one is actually winning, by the way, or has a no, more higher dead, percentage? No, they're dead even right now. They're dead even, gotcha. 42-42, okay. and then 16% said it was too close to call. Wow, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, my vote, just to, you know, give context to it, I actually said I think Vengeance is going to prevail here. Um, I just think kind of like Nico hit the nail on the head. You know, I just think there's been something really special about the Batman, at least as of, this coming year with, you know, the latest fandom trailer and the marketing and Matt Reeves' promotion for the movie and Robert Panson and Zoe Kravitz, you know, taking full spotlight on TV spots and everything like that. I just, I get the sense that this is going to be like a grand return for Batman. You know, I generally, you know, this is my pure hope and speculation, but, you know, I generally think that, you know, to the people that are going to come out and see it, it's going to be like those glory days of the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, where it's, mm-hmm. you know that you're kind of just going to go into the movie and it's going to remind you of what it was like to see solo Batman and to just possibly go and seeing that you were maybe going to see a great comic book movie, maybe a great overall movie. You know, I'm not expecting the Dark Knight with this thing at all. You know, I'm just expecting another spectacular Batman movie for the first time in, uh, what, over a decade? So, and that's a long time. You know, I think that's the most fascinating part of the, question that you gave mr c was you know is the power of batman actually a real thing you know because we know the power of spider-man is a thing it's been a thing Mm -hmm. but you know and the power of batman i guess was a thing while the dark knight trilogy was going on but you know that also had a start and an end right where spider-man just keeps Mm -hmm. continuing to go on so it's fair i'm i'm just generally curious at you know where the mindset is with this thing because you know i've kind of come up with this working theory here that, you know, I, I don't quite know if, if DC knows what, what their audience is. You know, I don't know if Warner Brothers knows what audience they want to target yet. Because I actually tend to believe that I think Warner Brothers might be under the impression that they think their audience is on the older side. Whereas the MCU must know that they have a much younger audience where they go to the families and everything. You know, they people like to bring their families to younger kids go to those movies I don't know if you guys feel that same way because I've kind of had that working there, but I didn't want to well, throw it out there without any context. Yeah, did you want to talk first? Or you want uh, to go? No, go ahead. You know, it's fascinating because you look at a movie like Aquaman that did a billion and it was it was kind of a family movie, right? And then you had the Joker and the Joker did a billion and it was completely an R-rated. So I don't know that I can answer that question. I don't know that Doug Warner Brothers has the answer to that question because they don't have a continuity plan like the mcu does right we know the mcu engulfs everybody i wouldn't even say it's a younger or older audience i think it's just everybody right i just think they're they're like the the restaurant that you can bring your kids to you could they've got the senior citizen deals there too you know where warner brothers is like made up of a lot of different things that you've got to kind of find your way into it 
So for me, the reason I said no is not because of the Batman. I think the Batman is going to probably do about 800. I don't think the Batman's going to hit a billion dollars. I don't know if the Batman's playing in Japan either. I mean, in, in uh, China. That's the key to these movies now, too. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what 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 the deal is with the with China and our movies here that they don't want to. I mean, I kind of know, but I'm not going to get political. So my big thing is the Flash, and what I was yeah. telling Nico the other day is that I think they need to market the Flash, not like No Way Home marketed their movie, where they they Bingo. everyone knew those guys were in it, but they they didn't give it to you. I think the Flash has got to start early on and often. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I think the Flash should have a little scene at the end of Black Adam. Why at the end? I'm sure they're going to have a trailer by then, but I think they almost need a little prologue scene to explain exactly what's going on. Just like the, the trailer, or maybe they'll do it in the trailer like the No Way Home ones, but... You've got to explain to the audience now that that Barry's going back in time, and because of that, here's Michael Keaton, and I think that has to be really established for the GA. We know it, you know it. Mm-hmm. Most of the guys that listen to us or that we communicate with in our little community here know it. But when I'm talking to people at work and stuff, they have no freaking idea. They just know that there's a bat, uh, Robert. They know there's a new Batman movie coming out with Robert Pattinson. They know nothing about the Flash. They know nothing about. Oh yeah, Keaton's coming. Yeah, I didn't. Know, I didn't see the Keaton movies. Why? Because they're twenty five. They're your guys' age. I work with some young people. They're thirty, thirty five. They don't know them. Some of the older guys. Oh, I remember Michael Keaton, but they don't even care about comic book movies, right? So they're, yeah. they're not even in the thing. So how do they? How are they going to pull the numbers? The Flash, right? Um, again, the Flash when it opens, I think there's a Marvel movie opening like a few weeks after it too, right? Uh, it, it was supposed to be what kind of forever. Okay, and maybe know. it won't. Maybe they'll get lucky and it won't. But yeah. I still don't think the Flash yeah. at, at that opening date will have like unlimited rain for five or six weeks, like No Way Home has had, like the Batman's going to have, right? Unlimited. So, power. so for me, Z, it's more about the Flash. It's not about Batman because yeah, I think Batman will tap out and do as good as it can possibly do. Yeah, and uh, I do agree with Nico, though I I don't know once again if they if they shot themselves in the foot. I hate to use that analogy, but by by all, by already saying the six week thing, right? Like it's almost like why did they do that? Like what yeah. I know the day and date thing. There's some argument whether it worked, it didn't work. It might have helped HBO Max, but yeah. I'm not so sure what they were in such a hurry for. Maybe they maybe, maybe they think it'll just make most of its money in six. Yeah, weeks. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I just know that it's 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 almost like a relay race, and the Batman's going to get off to a good start, and is the Flash, for lack of better words, going to be able to keep up? Yeah, you know, um, that's another good question. I firmly agree with you on the marketing. Whereas they need to show Keaton, use him in the marketing, show him he's in there. You're going to have to show Affleck. Um, yeah, good point. Maybe if you have some other some smaller cameos you want to keep hidden, sure. But you can't you you can't be hiding all this stuff because you don't have the built in audience for it. You don't. They do not have the built in audience. You think Joker was controversial and it was the Joker and people thought it was this old this massive origin story. It was on the news saying don't see the movie, which made people want to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I, 
Aquaman was totally different. It was visually stunning, and the international audiences really ate that up it really as well. Was the international. And it was fun, and that one had a lot of repeat viewings over the holiday season. Over Christmas, there were no other movies playing. You gotta, you gotta show who's in the Flash movie and what really is happening, and that's even a hard task because you can show Zod and stuff and the audience will say, wait, who is that guy? Right. We know he was one of the best comic book villains ever, but the GA hasn't seen Michael Shannon's General right. Zod. And they don't know the Superman. Nine right. years ago, man, in a movie that was not utterly huge or touted as being that great. So there is so much in terms of Marty and Ezra and, and you got to somehow make people like Ezra Miller's Flash or get them bought into seeing him beforehand. And I don't know how you're going to do that. He's not really in anything else besides that fantastic beast, but he's a massive supporting role in those movies. So I don't. And where do you point him to like in the past? Like, right. Like when someone's asking you, you're like, uh, the person being a wallflower. That is one of the best. No, films no, but I'm saying Flash, like, do you tell them? Like, well, don't watch oh, the Justice League yeah, one because he's not even in it. That he's not even that great. Go watch the four-hour Snyder Cut movie. Or yes, I mean, yes. it's really awkward because Spider-Man had the benefit of of what was it like five movies, right? No, seven yeah. movies, six. No, really, home. Really oh, seven, yeah. before, yeah, before, you, before, you had, before. And, again, and and the one thing that we always allude to, and we always, I will always credit Tim from the Nerd Room, is that you have you have a primetime hero. And it, and you know, center. at the center of it, where you're really basically introducing the Flash right now, because for all we want to say about it, that's the best point you just made. Yeah, you're really because there's a lot of people it. who probably found Aquaman with Aquaman, and you're a lot of people who are going to find the Flash here. And let's hope it's enough. Right. And I don't think the TV show, the eight seasons of CW, is enough to get people in the door. That show significantly went down in ratings as time has went on. So, and 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 that's no disrespect to it, but. That's just how that network TV is continuing to suffer as streaming continues to dominate. So I, I I don't think I'll almost bet money and I don't and I don't take pride in saying that these won't touch No Way Home combined, but I would almost bet money that they don't combine make as much as No Way Home because if they do, it'll be this amazing. It's it's amazing. It'll be amazing. It's amazing. And I'll be the first yeah. to be happy. But the Batman has a shot to make as much money as it possibly can. The Flash I don't know. I I see scenarios where the Flash underperforms, which is weird to think about, but I do. There's just not enough there right now, I think, for anyone to run to the theater the way they did for an Aquaman, the way they did for a Wonder Woman the first time around, the way they did for, right now, Spider-Man No Way Home, the way they will for the Batman. You might even it might end up being, of the four DC movies, the lowest grossing one. I can see that scenario 100%. I can see the Batman, for sure Aquaman too, and The Rock is big box office. I could see Black Adam. I could see all three of those films grossing more than The Flash. I can, mm-hmm. and I can, and I have an argument for everyone. I only gave you the reason for the Batman today, and I won't <laughs> go on my ten minute soliloquy on why I think the other two can as well. But the other two very well could make more than The Flash. The Flash could end up being the least grossing of the four. Oh, it's all in the marketing, see? They really got to... And again, they're going to have to pull this off. And, you know, Michael Keaton is a beloved. Don't get me wrong. He is iconic character and and all that. And and I don't know. Maybe maybe at the end of the day, I've underestimated him. But I don't really know many billion-dollar movies he's been in. Um, You know, he is 70 years old, which is not... It just is what it is. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I mean, if you had Bale in this movie, and I don't know, maybe Clooney. I'm. I know I'm getting crazy here, but maybe if you did take the No Way Home, and it still wouldn't be. It couldn't. They could never write it. I don't care what anybody says. It would never be as beautifully constructed as that. And I'll go out on a, on a limb and say that right now. But maybe if you had that in there, then maybe you could get these generations. But it's we're gonna have to wait and see how they roll this thing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bing bong. <laughs> there it is. If you see Zeddy in your front yard. All if you've seen right. the bong, finish it. If you've seen the TikTok, you finish it. You know where he's going. <laughs> oh man! So Zen, yes. what do you think? I mean, you know, we know you're into. We know you love the Batman, but I mean, what do you think about the Flash? I no, mean, he doesn't. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I mean, I'm obviously I'm over the moon for the Flash. I do think that it's. I'm hoping it's just grand spectacle that that we seem to think that it's going to be. Obviously, the little fandom teaser that we got. Uh, last year was pretty, pretty great. I mean, granted, it was a small snippet of what we've yet to really see, but I mean, I, I'm i hoping the nostalgia is certainly as big for DC as it was for Marvel, but, you know, and I really hate to bring this point because I don't like to compare, you know, apples and oranges at this point, but I think, you know, honestly, there's a few factors, right? Obviously, you know, Omicron has to um kind of been stabilized by November considering the movie still sticks its Really say people have to still want to come out for that movie season, which typically does do well. Uh, and obviously, I'm looking at Doctor Strange too here. If I'm being bluntly honest, you know, I, obviously, reports have come out that Doctor Strange, you know, two seems to be this glorified cameo fest, another episode of television in the MCU, for lack for lack of a better term. But we made that point a few weeks ago, and I do think that it's a fair comparison. You know, when we're throwing all this out there and we're having this honest open discussion is you know i wonder if the concept is going to be died down by then yeah know? that's a not great. granted dc yeah, is going to be doing it different right but yeah, i mean you look at it no way home yeah culminated 20 years of spider-man dr strange is more than likely bringing back all these people that we all grew up with in the early 2000s you know for lack of a better term fan service but it's probably going to work because it's the mcu and now you got the flash that is giving ben affleck one last bit of do introducing a rising star i think in supergirl but then you got michael keaton who's still the wild card in all of this right so i there's so many puzzling factors that going into this that you know i almost really don't know you know it's such an enigma like you've been saying mr c2 because it really is out of the four or five dc movies that we're getting it's the one we just don't know it's the one we just don't know yeah and you you brought up a good point too because we've talked about this on the show a lot it's like once again it's like uh, Warner Brothers is chasing Marvel, right? It's it's their idea, the multiverse. They were the ones to really perfect it in the comic books and whatnot. But then it's like they're always behind Marvel. And, you know, what Spider-Man did, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but they filmed that movie, put it out in less than a year, got all those people together, and have taken in a billion and a half dollars. I mean, it's, it's, one point, it's amazing, right? I mean, like, yeah. Warner Brothers would do anything to achieve that they uh, don't kid yourself that they they like these little indies and day and dates and they're happy with this and all that that's all a bunch of crap at the end of the day they're they're an ip and they're they're looking to make millions billions of dollars that's what it's all about even for for anybody that does that stuff so it's just funny z because it, it could you could have that factor like oh we saw this already 
and it was already done twice better. Even though it could be great, and we may walk out of that theater and be like, this is beautiful with tears streaming down our face. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. But that's us. The GA may be like, yeah, it was all right. And and you know how we ask those same questions? We're like, well, I don't understand. That movie was better than this movie, but nobody cares. You know, that's kind of how I felt all along on the DC side here is that a lot of the movies are better, a lot of that's better, but it just, it does not resonate. And again, I can only tell you at the water cooler, we don't have a water cooler at my job, but I interact with a lot of people and I'm pleasantly surprised that about half of them are in tune with this culture, with these movies. But of that half, 95% of them know the Marvel stuff Mm -hmm. and the DC stuff. It's just like, there's even people that think DC is Marvel. They don't even understand Yeah. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. is Batman ever going to be like with Super- Spider-Man then, right? That w- that has been cool. Like, is that ever going to happen? And I'm like, what do you say? I'm like, no, you know, that's two different studios. That's two different. Th- and they don't get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're like, that would be the next big thing. <laughs> and I'm like, it would be. It would be. It, it would be. And I'm like, but what about Henry Cavill? And they're like, no, who? I'm just kidding. Yeah, they're like, who, who's that? I, I thought he plays in that Game of Thrones The Witcher. Show. He's in The Witcher. I thought he's in that Game of Thrones witch show. Um, listen, too, we're also going to see how well the multiple Batman thing plays out. Because yeah. I think you will still have the factor of, wait a minute, Robert Pattinson's Batman. What's going on in here? Yeah. We cannot, you cannot overestimate the GA. I'll always go back to my story. And I know it's a personal story and people think I was making it up. I walked out of Rogue One and people were asking where were Finn and Ray because they did not realize what they were <laughs> watching was, was a prequel, prequel that they literally thought yeah. it was the next chapter of The Force Awakens. Even when Darth Vader was in it. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it either. But you're going to see Pattinson and then you're going to see trailers where there's Michael Keane's Batman and Ben Affleck's Batman. And they're going to be like, wait, so is Robert Pattinson ever going to be with the Justice League? No. No, why not? But he's Batman. Yes, but he's in his own soul universe. I'm already doing too much talking. When you have to go into that third sentence, it's 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 too much. So it's going to work for us as fans. Let's see how it works for the GA. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's really crazy to say this, and I, I'm repeating myself, but it, it's almost like they should release a little prologue somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do it online. I, I don't know like how they could get eyes on it, you know, to where it could be seen by, you know, like the, somewhere along the lines of the viewers that see like the Batman trailer. Yeah. Somehow like a 15 minute, almost like kind of summaration of, of where the movie's headed so mm-hmm. that you, you kind of whet the appetite and educate the people. And, you know, I sound silly, too, because you walk into a lot of movies and you have no idea what's going on and they wind up being big successes and billion-dollar movies. I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm not here to explain it to anybody. I'm not looking mm-hmm. to do that. Except you we're going to have to be the ones I know, to help. I know, I, know, like for, <laughs> for, I know, like, for No Way Home, like, the beauty of No Way Home was that I told both my mom and my wife... Like, you really don't, you've seen some of the past Spider-Man movies, like, you really don't need to know much more than that. You know? Now, my wife had to watch The Amazing Spider-Mans because she didn't know who Andrew, she didn't see Andrew Garfield, okay? She never really saw the the Holland ones, except knew him from Infinity Infinity War and Endgame. And my mom's seen the old ones, and she saw she's basically seen them all except the Holland ones, but both of them were able to come out of that and have a wonderful viewing experience, be emotionally moved to the point of where 
they understood it completely. They want to see more of it and enjoyed it. So somehow we have to have confidence. Is it Christina Hudson? Hudson. We got to have confidence that she's going to be able to tell a similar story. And it's not going to draw the amount of people initially that No Way Home did. But then, like you said, could it get, could it cause a wave, if you will, of people then wanting to go see it? And is it also going to be, is it also going to be available in six weeks? Is that the model? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the model for all their films. So, and I forgot that one. So on top of it's being free on HBO Max after six weeks. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, yes, why sir. did they do that? I don't want well, to drum up HBO Max. To drum up their service. Yeah. yeah. Which did very well. It looks like they they over yeah. they underestimated the the yeah. fourth quarter, which is great. How you know, they have a lot of great how content. How their box office do? Oh, I'm wondering. No, terrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> they have one end, but unfortunately, yeah. they haven't been able to strike both. Yeah. We'll see yeah. if uh, we'll we'll see if Peacemaker becomes the Mandalorian. We'll see. We'll see if John Cena becomes uh, uh, a Pedro Pascal, and let's see if Eagly becomes Grogu. Let's see. Let's see. Let us see. Maybe there we'll you go. I could fortify everything, which I'm still predicting happens. Yeah, and you know, and again, I didn't do this either to. Um, I'm a Batman. Batman is my favorite character. I make. I think everybody that listens to this show understands that. And I love Spider-Man. As much as I love Spider-Man, Batman is still above him. So I didn't do this to um, to provoke argument or to to rip WB. I, didn't, I honestly didn't do it. I just did this so impressed by these numbers saying, wow, you know, like Bats is going to have a big year this year. But it's going to take two. It's going to take two movies to maybe get close to what spider-man did and that's really all that the point of it was it wasn't to to uh to cause any kind of like i said it caused some conversation sure like we're doing mm-hmm. and if it if it feels like we're, i'm not ripping wb at all because i like the ideas and i like what's coming i just yeah. wonder how they're going to pull it off that's all how they can mm-hmm. um condent it a little bit here with bats Babs, one hundred percent with Babs or with bats? bats? Babs with bats. Comb, Pam, Pam, Pam. and with an M, with an N, with a D. It's like comb, oh. but with a P. Pamed, Pamida. Oh man, we're going to meet the parents' references in here now. <laughs> you guys are wearing tuxedos. Do a job that requires you to clean bathrooms. But you know, I hope you can't spoil the movie. But I just hope they don't try to steal everything from No Way Home with the secrecy. I think that would be a mistake. If they go to secret route, they're yeah. absolutely unequivocally effed. If they yeah. try to hide, if you try to hide Keaton, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. You're screwed. He's got yeah. it. I mean, do you think we're going to see him Yes. in the trailer? We have to. Yes. Or we're just going to see like his yes. back or his head? I mean, I'm wondering what they're going to do because they might be like, you know what? My answer is we yes. got to keep. Especially if he's like a co-lead. I'm sure there's enough footage where you can show just enough. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, you have to, you know, I mean, I, I said, I say, yeah, but I, I also was a guy that thought they should have shown Toby and Andrew and they didn't shows yeah. you what I know. Yeah. That, that is crazy. I know how that nothing. Out I know nothing. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. All right, well, I guess speaking of the Flash here, uh, Ben Affleck, who's never in the conversation 
uh, these days on Twitter. Uh, a nice little cool variety article on? actually came Who? out, um, where Ben Affleck was kind of quoted talking about his experience on The Flash, and you know, kind of gave some quotes here that. Oh, is he? The I think guy? I want to read off here. What's up? Is he the guy that did the town? Was yes. he in the town, Ben Affleck? Yeah, he directed it. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm not familiar with his work at all. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> Academy Award winning director Ben Affleck. I know his brother Casey. I'm not there. Not also there an Academy you. Award winner. I'm not there also Academy Award winner. You're gonna, you guys. I might have to sit this one out because I'm not that familiar with that young man's work. Oh yeah, know. yeah. You know, you know nothing about that gentleman at all. I know nothing. <laughs> um. So obviously, so Ben Affleck kind of says a few things. So obviously, he says the Flash is home to the best Batman scenes he's ever done, and he kind of goes on to have said, you know, my favorite scene scenes in terms of Batman and the interpretation of Batman that I've done were in the Flash movie. In the Flash movie, I hope they maintain the integrity of what we did because I thought it was great and really interesting, different, but not in a way that is incongruent with the character. I think I have finally figured it out. And he kind of just goes on to say how just fun and satisfying it was for him personally to kind of end his tenure as Batman in the Flash movie. You know, it, to be fair, you know, the article also goes into detail about his experience, you know shooting justice league 2017 which we're not gonna get into but in fairness the article did specify that no. um, but mainly it talks about you know his experience with the flash and obviously the main takeaway is that he's pretty much kind of came on confirmed that the flash is going to be his kind of last rodeo as batman so i want to kick this one off to nico here so Ooh. what is uh how did how did you know knowing what i just read make you feel and how does that feel going into the movie i mean we already figured um that you know for for the longest time we figured this was his ending and then i i think there's some fun speculation about batgirl the more they let it be ambiguous who the batman was kind of made i think us and some people think hey maybe it might maybe he might be coming back just who knows i mean he changed mine before he did a favor before who knows um and then when we finally got the confirmation from keaton i was like okay so so it really was what it appeared to be and um we're all excited for that and ben affleck is my favorite batman so to hear him say that some of his favorite scenes are in here i think that's awesome as someone who loves his portrayal of the character and think he has a lot of great scenes already the fact that the best ones might be in this film i'm all for um i'm just happy to hear him Two things. I'm happy to hear him talk about it and share that this was a positive experience for him and that he 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 feels satisfied and he thinks he did a good job with it, which is cool from a fan standpoint. And then two, I think um, I'm glad he also confirmed um, that he's done for once. Um, I, 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 I know he did it before on Kimmel, but I'm glad he finally said, you know, no, this is the last thing I'm going to do, which of course isn't going to quiet um, some of his other fans, but I, I, I like that he kind of solidified that. He's putting a bow on it himself. Now just let's let him rest and let's see the movie and have a great time with it. Hashtag thank you, Batfleck, and uh, bring on the movie and the rest of the DCU. That's really that's really all I have to say about it. Um, to get into all those other details would be, you know, just going backwards and in circles and kind of being yeah. a dead horse. But I'm happy to hear it. Happy to hear he thinks that his best stuff is to come. And that he finally said, you know what? No, this is the last thing I'm doing and enjoy the movie and uh, let me go date JLo and not do studio films anymore, even though I'm doing the accountant sequel. So um, hey, enjoy. Zeddy, you just saw the movie he was in, right? You enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. The Thunder Bar. Yeah, yeah, he was he was terrific in it. So 
I'm just want to ask you this question because I I'm I've heard is there anywhere in that movie where there is a subliminal message that he actually signals that he is coming back as Batman? <laughs> Did you pick up on that? He 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 drives a really nice car in the movie. I'll say that. What about George Clooney? Is there, is there anything in there? <laughs> George Clooney just directed the movie. Unfortunately, he's not he's not starring in the movie. But all right. So Zeddy, you watch that home movie, and you're saying he doesn't mention anything. There's no like nods or wink, wink. I'm I'll be back. Uh, other than him having a a nice full set of hair and driving a nice classic convertible, nothing that I caught. Okay. All right. Here's my thing. Um. You know, it's very bittersweet for me because I've I've made no I I've been very honest that I think he's been the best big screen portrayal of Batman that I've seen. And I I I put him up against Bale, against Keaton, against Kilmer, against anybody who's ever played the role. I think he looked the best. I think he was the best also combination. I think he was the best Bruce Wayne. I just one hundred percent believe that when I saw him, he was he could have played Batman in that comic book world, in a real world, any way you want to slice it or dice it. So it is bittersweet. I, I mean, we've we've kind of I've kind of known he's been done for a long time. I've also been very bored and tired, I think, of the whole situation. Which, by the way, I blame him a little bit for, as much as I love him and respect him as an actor. Um it is what it is, you know, and I guess if you're if you don't get it by now, then you're I guess you're just never going to get it. I'm not sure what the deal is here. And and I know that, you know, Keaton said he never was going to play Batman again. And you never thought you would see Tobey Maguire again. I'm still of the mindset that he could come back in 10 years, possibly and revisit it or something. But basically for right now, Warner Brothers, DC, you going forward, Ben Affleck's done. And like I said in my tweet, I thank him for it. Uh, I enjoyed all his work in it. <clears throat> I was glad he 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 got vindicated Z in in Zack Snyder's Justice League because that's the Batman I wanted to see, mm-hmm. not the reshoots in that crappy film. And whatever he did a little bit at the end there, I thought was cool. I know it was extremely divisive to some people. His little take with Jared Leto, but to me that was a great moment that I can watch whenever I want. And I'm hoping the only thing I don't like what you said is he kind of said if those scenes make it or so that was kind of weird there because I yeah. think what he did is he I think what Ben did is he put himself in a spot where he basically told you he did his favorite Batman thing and then he must have thought and says oh maybe all of it's not going to make it or who knows you know maybe because you know why because he's been through that before. He's been through it before with the other fiascos. So I kind of kind of was just a little mad that he caught himself a little bit like that and then kind of backtracked a little bit. But listen, uh, I'm looking forward to the Flash movie for him as much as I'm looking forward to Keaton. I'm sorry. I am. Yeah. And he's, oh, yeah, pro- yeah, yeah, and he's probably yeah. only going to be in the movie for three minutes and Keaton's going to be it the whole time. But that's my Batman. Um, they're all my Batman. But uh, again, I thank him for it. And I am, I have moved on, but I moved on even before that article. It's not like I was thinking much was going to happen anyway. And uh, I guess there'll be no HBO Max <laughs> miniseries for now. Time soon. For now. So we'll. <laughs> for, we'll now. for now. For <laughs> now. 
we'll have to put that. And and again, you know, the articles and all that stuff, how people were manipulating and stuff. That's all. You just have to read. You just have to read what the man said. And yeah. And if you can't kind yeah. of formulate your own opinion from that, and then you got to think about it a little bit, you know. Like your tweet said, like read the article. I yeah. mean, there's you know what, man. Like I get, listen. Maybe because we don't run a site and we don't depend on clicks. Clickbaits, yeah. And maybe yeah. if I did run a site, I would make the clickbait headlines. But some of the headlines from the article is 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 quotes that are eight paragraphs apart that they put together. It's beautiful. So screw them. Listen, he's my favorite Batman. Apparently, his best stuff is in there. He has J Lo. He had a pretty rough patch in his life. Now he's trying to do better. That's all we can ask mm-hmm. for. It's what Noah Home tried to teach us, right? You Second know, chances. And you know what, Zeddy, as I throw this to you, it would hurt more if the Batman wasn't coming. Right? Yeah. So that kind of takes the sting out of it because Well said. Because what okay. we've got coming looks like just extremely like wonderful as mm-hmm. a Batman fan. And it's not even it I'm getting ahead of myself here because I'm just assuming this movie is going to be like legendary. Yeah. It's almost this whole promise of a whole bat universe. And maybe we're going to get to see something we've never seen before. So mm-hmm. that kind of takes the sting out of it a little bit for me. And I am a Pattinson fan and I'm buying mm-hmm. into all that stuff. And I've said before, you may catch me on the night of May 3rd saying, you know what, Pattinson just took over the top spot for Ben. But I'll always have a soft spot for Ben. The whole scenario of people hating him as he was cast to uh, just being so great in the role. To going through everything that he did go through with the role, um, it's definitely it's definitely something we'll never forget. It'll it'll be something all of us will remember for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. as comic book fans. So, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, you you look at it like uh, you know, after Batman and Robin came out, you know, there was no Batman until two thousand five, right, Mister C? Absolutely. So two thousand four, essentially. It was bad. It was weird. Uh, and and I imagine you know that wait was had to been excruciating because you never you never you really didn't know if there was probably going to be another Batman movie. So I definitely agree with your take, and I think you're spot on on that. You know that definitely knowing that there's this new Batman coming, and it seems to be pretty spectacular, and everybody seems to be bonding to that. Definitely kind of takes the sting off of it a little bit, right? So I'm definitely all with you on that one. Uh, first and foremost, just a good article too. You know, definitely a good read if you're somebody that likes Ben Affleck and likes his Batman. I definitely think it's a little bit gratifying just to have known that he personally feels like he got to end on a high note. Because I kind of said it before, you know, he was done. He came back, you know, for some reshoots, and then he came back again. And not every actor really gets that second chance, right? You know, we just said it in No Way Home. You know, Toby and Andrew felt like they had enough in them where they can still come back and at least kind of wrap up their stories in a beautiful way. You know, Ben Affleck feels like I don't really want, you know, Justice League theatrical to be the last thing that people remember me as, you know, I know not everybody saw me in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So for the sake of me, you know, he says he always did Batman for his kids, you know, for the sake of my son, you know, why don't I end this on a more graceful note? And I definitely think that's what the flash is going to do for him. You know, I definitely think that it's going to put a nice, Beautiful bow on his Batman. It sucks. You know, I said it before in, in another multiverse. What could have been with his Batman? I, I It sucks that he wasn't treated better. Uh, it sucks that, you know, this role came at a pretty rough time in his life. Uh, and it sucks that, you know, the regime in Warner Brothers now seems to be a little more healthy. And it sucks that he doesn't get to be a part of that. So I'm at least grateful that 
he at least gets to end on a high note. I love that he said, you know, his scenes are probably really powerful. I certainly don't doubt him on that. And um, how pretty freaking cool if he got he got to share the screen with Michael Keane's Batman. I, I think that would be a pretty, pretty cool way it's gone. And if he doesn't, it's not going to take anything away from me. I just hope that, you know, at the end of all this, he's satisfied with where his life is. I think he's grateful for her, for that he got to be Batman. I just wish it maybe it went a little better. So, uh, obviously, when the Flash comes out, it's going to be a little bittersweet for sure. Uh, but it's time to, I guess, bid adieu to Bat to Batfleck here, and I guess it's time to uh, time to fully accept Pattinson here and whatever role Keaton's going to have going forward. But another thing to point out here is never say never. Never say that's never. right. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield came back. <laughs> Who knows who's coming back in Doctor Strange too? Even if it is a cameo, you know. Sure. Yeah. All these people, man. You know, they they say they're done, and then you know. A decade later, five, ten years later, they're like, you know what? I think I'll come back just for one more, right? So just don't give up hope, but maybe, I guess, kind of reassert your expectations. That's all I guess I'm going to say. And, you know, one last thing, too. Like, if if you're going to, like, boycott this movie because of him, like, why would you do that? Like, you, yeah. you should go see the movie to, to, like, to pay respect to him that he's going out how he wanted to. He's made it very clear it's on his own terms. I mean... We've said before, I think Warner Brothers would love to have him come yeah. back and play Batman. I don't think it's on them. Now, if you want to say that he got, you know, it soured him with the reshoots and where he was at in his life and that added to it, the the whole tragic scene with Zach and his daughter and it was a bad time in all their lives, maybe it just is that. And I can get that. But, I mean, yeah, let that stuff go and you got to say to yourself that don't boycott the movie. You know, I'm actually going to see most of the reason I'm going to see the movie obviously is because I love DC, but a large part of it is because I do want to see how Ben closes out mm-hmm. and what they do with him. And I want to feel that closure in the role and, and, and wonder like, do they do it in a way where he can't come back or do they do it in a way where it is? And either way is fine with me, Yeah. but boycotting the movie is like, you're not supporting Ben. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Well said. I got nothing more to yeah. add than that. Go see the movie. Don't be a hater. Yep. Very, very well said. So, uh, but guys, actually, you know, as we alluded to in the very beginning here, you know, Ben Affleck wasn't the only one that has now opened up about his return in a movie that has already came out. So, uh, Andrew Garfield had a beautiful, uh, article on variety where he also talked about what it was like to come back as Spider-Man in Spider-Man, no way home. And he just, uh, the quotes in that one, I got a few of them here, but just if you haven't read that article and you're a Spider-Man fan, you're doing a massive disservice to yourself. So he obviously mentions uh, how grateful he is to Kevin Foggy and Amy Pasquale that he was able to come back and tie up some loose ends with his Spider-Man. He said he was sold the second that he was pitched that he would be able to save MJ. In No Way Home, he talks about uh, how he improvised the I love you guys line in the, in the third act of Spider-Man, which... Maybe we, we all kind of uh, inferred a little bit. And he also says that he's open to, re- uh, to a return if the story and timing was right in his life. So, Mr. C, you know, on this still no way home high here, you know, how does it how does it feel to finally hear Andrew Garfield open up about him coming back in no way home? Well, first of all, he's I, I could listen to him. He's just an incredible uh, young man to listen oh, yeah. to how he kind of approaches life and his philosophy and family and everything and it's just it's beautiful for it's really what i think of the guy when i think of just the way he conducts himself and i think 
because I'm still on the Snow Way Home High, the thing that makes me feel really good is it sounds like the behind the scenes shooting of this movie was a wonderful experience. How many times do we, you know, hear these movies and you hear about tension on the set and people not getting along and reshoots and he said, she said, this whole thing Andrew confirmed to me is that they really bought in him and Toby and everybody to how important this was. Yeah. And it meant everything to them. Yeah. And they gave it their all, everybody that was involved. And it certainly shows in the movie. And all it does is make me love the movie more and make me love the young man more. I, you, I'm going to, I talk a lot. I'm going to let you guys talk a little more, but I'm going to leave it there. It just is wonderful to know that his, his beautiful as it was that we saw, I think that same stuff was going on behind the cameras when they were making it. I don't know how much more you could, yeah. what more you could say. If you like No Way Home, if you like Andrew Garfield's, if you like Spider-Man in general, uh, go read the article and then watch a couple of the clips from Entertainment Tonight as well. Some are from that article, some are from a different one. I think there's a variety article. To, mm-hmm. There's variety, there's Entertainment Tonight, and there's one more. Um Man, it's it, it, he to hear him talk about it and share his his experience. It I would be shocked if you didn't smile, if you didn't get a little jittery or emotional inside. It was super cool. Um, he gets it. it. Sounds like all three of them got it. Quite literally, they understood the assignment of what it means to come back and play Spider Man in the story. Um, it's it, just to hear he's so excited. I'm down if he wants to come back. If the story's right, let him come back. I think you're going to see all of them again, actually. I, I, I think you're going to see him and Toby again, not just um, Andrew. But also to hear him say that him and Toby were able to yeah. sneak into a theater with John Watts <laughs> open night. Awesome picture. And to see the reaction, there's a picture. And another report is they were only going to stay until their entrance and leave, but they ended up wanting to stay for the rest of the film. And they watched the whole thing and got to and got to experience it with Spider-Man fans. And I think for Andrew, most of all, to I think to for both of them, but for Andrew specifically, who kind of got the S end of the stick there, um, I think to see people cheer for him and celebrate him was more meaningful than I think he could put in the words. I'm so happy for him. I hope he gets all the awards this year. He is having an all-time year, and I hope there's some more Spidey stuff in his future. But if you haven't read or watched, I'll just go to our, our Twitter. It's on the Vigilante. I think I shared it from. I shared it from my personal one several times. I'm sharing. I keep sharing it. I keep sharing the video. So if you just go to my likes or retweets, I'm sure you'll run into it. Um, or if you just search like Andrew Garfield like interview, you'll find it. Um, It's it's. It's amazing, man. I'm 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 so happy for them and you're right, it makes me love the film even more because they accomplished exactly what they felt like they were doing one hundred percent. So kudos to everyone involved who was able to make this thing happen because it is something special. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, you know, this obviously sounds a little bit, you know, Jesus say, but I mean, you know, it's just uh, it's a beautiful article, you know, with a beautiful human being, you know, that said mm-hmm. all those things, you know, and I think what what really, you know, makes me feel, you know, emotional reading all that and, you know, seeing him say all those things was the fact that he, like Ben Affleck, feels that he's satisfied with where he got to leave his Spider-Man, right? Because it's, um, everybody knows the reports, you know, obviously his tenure as Spider-Man wasn't as great as, you know, Toby's was and Tom Holland's was. So I think, you know, to have him be able to come back and see all the love finally, you know, I mean, we talk about this all the time, you know, 
how many actors play these iconic characters, you know, and they're not received well, right? And most of them do it, and they just, you know, they don't get it, right? They do it for the paycheck, they do it for the glory, you know, they come in and out, and some of them, they want to make a lasting mark, right? And Andrew Garfield, unfortunately, didn't get that opportunity. Uh, it really warms my heart that, you know, he not only got to improvise a few of his lines, but that he was sold. I mean, he was bought in, right? I mean, we talk about that movie just being so special and beautiful, and, and a big part of it is because you generally feel like all those people are there because they want to be there. You know, and and, and I and we said it in our review, you know, they... Those two, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were absolutely right to have wanted all their money because, you know, for what they did with their characters. But there's a lot of pride in still wanting to do that, right? You still got to sign that dotted line. You still got to want to do it. You still got to want to come back. And there, there was just something so special, you know, about those two coming back. And the fact that, you know, Andrew Garfield now gets to put this bow on his chapter of his life. And if he does come back, uh, that's just awesome. You know, I mean... The prospect of two Spider-Mans calling around New York City and possibly two separate universes uh, kind of blows my mind a little bit, too. I'm wondering if maybe you want to pass it along to you guys. I think we might have addressed it lightly in our No Way Home review yeah. that, you know, yeah. if they come back, you know, would that necessarily cheapen their epic return? Or is it, you know, just they come back and, and it's because they want to come back and Kevin Foggy wants them to come back. You know, where, where do you guys land on that? Um. Before I answer that real quick, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you guys, I am still, I, I smile a little bit because Toby's still been silent, right? Yeah. And um, I look at these guys like, almost like the rat, the Spider-Man Rat Pack, right? Like Frank mm, Sinatra, well Dean said. Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr., you know? And of course, Toby would be the Sinatra, who was always the antagonist, didn't like to talk to the press, <laughs> had a very bad relationship with the paparazzi like Toby does. But um, I'm hoping, and I don't need it because Andrew and Tom have both said how wonderful he was. And we can see their joy in the pictures together and them hanging out. No, we need so, to go. But I, I, would, go. I would, Mr. McGuire, if he's listening, which I I, I'm go. sure he probably will tune into we this podcast. Um, I would love to just to hear him pop up somewhere and talk a little bit about it. Z, it would there's part of me that feels like it might cheapen this if you, if you did bring them back, but I have faith in Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal. And I know that what they did could have been that. And it was anything but that. Mm. So when they come back, if they come back, I believe it will be with the same reverence that we've seen them in this movie and that it will be important, vital, and not fan service. There, there's there been little things popping up all over Twitter that Sony confirms Garfield back, and oh, I've heard some Secret War stuff. But you know what? I, I'm good with it either way. I'm going to leave it at that. If it's the last time I see those two guys, it was perfect. And when they come back, it's going to be perfect. Yeah, I think the best way to say it is, and and I said this, I think I said this on our review, I, I know I said this on the uh, Italians for Spidey review with 
will be up by the time you hear this one, is that I do worry about them bringing them back and it devaluing what happens in No Way Home. At the same time, I can tell you that wouldn't be the coolest thing in the world to know we're getting more of them because those are two versions I do prefer. I do love the current one now, but the Toby and Andrew versions mm-hmm. are, are, are still my preference. I also trust that and Andrew even said it, it would have to be for a great reason and a great story if they do. I I have no reason to doubt that it wouldn't be great, and it might even make No Way Home better because we got to see him come back, and then we saw a greater payoff than what we already got in terms of a payoff and an ending for them in No Way Home. I still think you're going to see them just more in supporting roles and cameos. I'm still not ready to say you're going to get full-blown films from them. I don't see them doing that to Holland. I continuously, I continue to just see them using the two guys to support Holland as opposed to coexist yeah. on the same level. That's just me. But hey, if they give them both solo films, if they give Andrew his third film, I'm all for it. I'm there. You know me. You know me. I'm a, I'm a top tier web head in my mind. The other thing I will say though is that if they do use them, I hope it's only once. I hope it's not like nine, ten times because that then it'll be devalued. So so it all depends how they use them, when they use them, um, and and I guess where they use them. So I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I I it would be cool. It would be cool. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, obviously the whole X factor and all of this, uh, right, guys, is the whole Sony universe you know side universe not having a spider-man and them the rumors of them seemingly being ready to have one because you know you you look at it you know they're slight you know you got morbius uh venom 3 craven spider-woman i think there's a silk movie in development too so you have to think that they need a spider-man at some point right and if it's not going to be tom holland it's got to be either andrew garfield or toby mcguire because i don't think that they're ready to do a miles morales Quite yet, too. And I know that, you know, you kind of already introduced the whole uh, Spider-Verse concept, the fact that all three of them have met. But obviously, if they're not going to bring them back separately for their own uh, side universe in Sony, I guess, Nico, maybe you might be able to clear it up. You might have to kind of clear up how they don't know each other again, you know, considering where Tom Holland is now in his universe where nobody really knows him anymore. And it feels like all the events that happened in that movie just happened to him so if they do ever meet again you kind of got to re-explain how tom knows them or vice versa i think right you know um actually i think that spell and i have seen this discourse my, my personal interpretation is that he does not finish that spell until all those characters are gone and I do think the spell is among the confines of just Tom's world because at the beginning of the movie, that's the goal. And when Tom screws it up is when it blows open the multiverse and you see gotcha. the world explode and those purple rings in the sky start opening up in there before Strange contains it. Um, and he says, you know, some slip through before he contained it. So I think he sends them all back and then you see him start doing that ring spell. So I actually mm. believe he okay. will still know those other two guys and they will still know him is my guess. 
or they'll never meet again. The other yeah. question you have to ask is if they use the other guys, is it in their own worlds or are they going to cross over? Mm-hmm. But I think their chemistry was too great to not have them interact again. Um, you could do some cool things. Like we were talking to our guy Pete yesterday um, on Italians for Spidey. And like, it might be cool if like Tom does fight Venom and then he goes to Peter, Hey, I fought that black goo alien. And, and like, if Pete's like, Oh, did you take him to the bells? Sound, sound. It's like, yeah, I took him to these bells and it scared it and took it off. So it could be fun and cool and cheesy cameos like that. Or it could be full on. They're, they're doing secret wars together or they're doing another spider verse thing again, but they're in it. Miles is in it. Maybe you get a spider Gwen. Maybe you bring in silk. Uh, maybe you bring in, Spider-Man 2099, Ben Riley, Spider-Pig, Spider-Man Noir, uh, so many different things you can do. Um, but but I think they're going to know and they've already grabbed the audience and showed you multiple of these guys exist. So if you do more Spider-Man at once, the, the GA know. knows and it. it's going to work because mm-hmm. they already know. So they bought into the tune of $1.5 billion. They bought into seeing these guys. Yeah. More, yeah. So You don't have to sell anybody um, on it anymore. I don't think anything yeah. has to be sold I mean, or explained. I, I think you yeah. won. They can bring them back any way they want, um, and no one's going to need an explanation for what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they'll clearly tell you what – who's what or whatever, you know? Yeah. And if they want to use them as a surprise factor, they could do that too. Yep. And that'll just cause more of a stir anyway. Right. I mean, yeah. let's say, let's say in multitude of madness, we don't know what if Toby's in there. Right. And then we go see it. We're like, Holy shit. Toby's in there for five minutes. That's a good point. And now everyone's going to know Toby's in there. And it's probably going to drive that box office up. So. Also, every Spider-Man film after this is going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, oh, every yeah. The only thing film. I was thinking of, as you guys were talking was I, I still, want and i know i don't know how they're gonna do it but i'm really looking still for like now after this a more grounded and this was a grounded spider-man story but i would just like to see them do one where he doesn't have to have whoever it is i think they will like like i almost would like to see if it's andrew if it's toby if it's tom I don't want to see the guys right back in the next. I don't want to see the three of them interact. Oh in the no, next one. no, no, no! You I want to see a singular breathe, story. Yes. Yeah. yeah, let it breathe. Let it, him be on his own. Villains, I think, is here to stay. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can do Z any more Spider-Man movies without having two, three, four, or five, six villains in it. I think that's just uh, or or putting the seeds together for that to yeah. come. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the only thing I'm looking for: the Spider World to be the Spider World. Yeah, I think the next right. one's going to be Craven, Scorpion, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yep. And the whip. The whip, the whip. The whip, the whip, the whip. The whip, the whip. There you go. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I think we got one last thing here. And uh, I, I got a little boy asked me why I'm running. So uh, it's time you to. Didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. I didn't. What did you do, Zed? Gotham. Must never know what happened here. Mr. Z, what are you calling in? Calling in. Well, <laughs> as I sit here on this Sunday, I'm going to go completely to one of my other passions. Of course, it's always comics, music, and sports. And I'm thinking about something that happened a little probably less than four years ago called, I'm calling in the double doink. <laughs> and the double doink happened where the Chicago Bears were in a playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
and our kicker missed the field goal at the end. And unfortunately, in the tenor of our coach, Matt Nagy, the Chicago Bears have never recovered from that double doink. And I have witnessed for three years now less than mediocre football. And I wish this man nothing but goodwill, and he's made a lot of money. He's he. It's time for him to move on because they blew another game today. And I need sports in my life. It's it's very important to me to to balance my little passions out here. So I'm calling in a goodbye to Coach Matt Nagy, and let's start the new era. It's almost like a bad Batman. It's almost like Batman and Robin Zetti. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, <laughs> what if let's, he listened to this show? Let's. Then I'll tell. I, I would tell him his face. You know, um, <laughs> it's almost like Batman and Robin. You know, it's embarrassing. It's 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 less than mediocre. It's tiring. It's just time to get some professionalism back and start. This is a charter franchise. They're too big of an organization not to always be. Um an important part of any, every NFL season. So my call in is the double doink and a see you later coach Nagy. Well said, at least we got the bulls and he's got the bulls and the white Sox. Sure. Uh, and hopefully our Cubs bounce back here. Sure. Um, go bulls. Um, see red. Hell yeah. uh, my call in short and sweet to the point euphoria season two tonight. LFG baby yeet Zeddy call it in. Is that oh, what man, so I, is that it MJ, is with MJ. It, it is the multiverse where MJ is a drug addict. She's going to be oh. cheating on Peter. Cheating and on Peter's Peter. Dead. He died uh. already. Or Peter became the lizard like in Gwen's world. Gotcha. In Spider-Gwen's world. Gotcha. <laughs> Bing uh, bong. Is, is, isn't our uh, favorite Dove going to be in the season two, Nico? Our favorite who? Dove from Titans. Oh yeah, Mink is in this season. Mink is, is in him? this season. I yeah, forgot what? about that. That's a dub. Dub. A dove. Is Talk it about dub. A dub. A it you. <laughs> That's a dub. Wait a minute. That's why I call it in is Minkas on Euphoria Club Dub Baby. Club. Bing Bong. <laughs> Bing Bong. If you see Zeddy in the front yard, no eat. Oh, I'm not finishing. Is it yeet yeet. Skirt, this, skirt. Is this, Woo! Is this slapping? It, oh, hopefully it does slap because season one smack <laughs> and the two specials slap the S H I T out of me. The special specials. You heard specials, me. You heard specials. me. You heard me. You son of a gun. <laughs> Schmeckle. Oh, make it now. I'm all jazz and already was. Euphoria season two. Strap in. What would you do without Zeddy to educate you on this stuff? You don't even know <laughs> who's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Are you even watching the show? Or yeah, no? man, I'm watching the show. It's right. very. Oh, well, we're watching the show. In fact, can't watch two episodes in a row. And yeah. At least me personally, I can never watch. Hey, two Eddie, I should have called in Yellowstone. It was good too. Oh man, it was good, man. Yeah, Pa Kent. Oh, that that ninety minute season finale always gets Shout out you. to Yellowstone. If it, it's a little, uh, I think it's the older crowd likes it a little bit. I guess I don't know. It's you a little out there. Too, you know. hip cat children, you don't like you. uh Oh, I love that show, man. Come on. You like it, see, right? Well, you're old. Makes me want to live on a ranch. Come you're on, old now. school, bro. You're old school. That's I am old school. I you am are old school, school dude. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, so, yeah, of course, you know, if you're going to check out Yellowstone, go check it out. Just go give it a watch. It's worth it. Uh, so, obviously, I'm calling in that Superman and Lois season two. Yeah. Comes back this week. And. Because yeah. he's happy. My, you're yeah, the come on. Okay. No, I know. We're happy for Zed, happy but. For Zed. You worded that like you're excited. Like, yeah. No. 
Didn't you say that you want the sun removed out recast, Jordan? No. I think you said that, that no. right? He said that. He said he was so bad he should be recast. I said that. Pretty soon the CW's going out of business. They're going to be bought. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. I forgot about that. Come on, man. They're going to close it down, Sonny. They're going to close it down. Season three of Savannah Lowe is only on HBO Max. <laughs> on HBO Max, they're going to give them a lot more money. It's going to be better. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Oh man, can't wait for your guys' review on the next show of episode one of Sumanalois. You damn right I'm making you guys review it, so you better watch it. No, we're going to, we're going to. <laughs> Nick, what Tuesday, I- appointment viewing, you guys are going to be there, 7 o'clock, Central Standard Time, in front of the TV. You know, go take your hammer, you talk to him. And go take the remote, you talk to him, Superman and Lois. You take it, you'll, you'll talk to Zeddy. Alright, fine, I'll do it. I will do it for you, Zeddy, because you're my boy, and I will do it for the listeners. You want to know why? Because I am team content all the way. Bing bong! Didn't you guys know David Zasloff is coming to save everything? Stop it. <laughs> Stop He's it. Coming to save. He's going to discover the beauty of He's going to save cinema. I will say. He's too late, Spider-Man. I will say. I am excited to see my girl, Elizabeth Tullock. Because she was awesome. Mm-hmm. As yeah. Lois. Well, I know you're excited to see someone else too, but we won't disclose that. Let's bing bong. Superman and Lois? Yeah. Channing Tatum's wife? Who's Channing Tatum's wife? Oh, you like the girl. You like the. Who's Channing Tatum's wife? She's in there, isn't she? His ex wife? Isn't Who's she? Isn't Tatum's she on, wife? Uh, uh, Is that his ex wife? Isn't she? She's in Super... Oh, super. she's in Supergirl and her character. Oh, she's in Supergirl. Yeah. She's coming to Superman and Lois, Yes, right? yeah. that's what you mean. Right, see? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yep, you're right. You, you, uh, yeah, you got a question. Uh, what's the young lady's name? Um, chill out, man, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Cushing. Nico's yeah, very fond of the Cushings they, in that, in that show. That's all I'll say. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I have a statement to make. I have a statement to make. You know what? And I didn't swear. He's fond of the ribs, the Cushings. No, I'm going to. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to. The Cushing family were the best goddamn characters in Superman and Lois. Because this needs to be heard. Because the the ungrateful people of Smallville were writing death threats on the garage as if they were Zack Snyder fans. They were writing death threats on the garage. Poor Kyle. (laughs) Just tried to give people jobs. He's a real American hero. He's a fireman. We, we, we have firemen in the family, in the Caruso Leonard family here. He always tried to do everything right. Lana tried to do everything right. Sarah was just trying to show Jordan he could be loved. The Cushing family did nothing wrong. They are the best people in Smallville. They were the best characters on the show. So help me God, if there is any Cushing slander in season two, I am out. And I will personally shut down the CW. You know who's going to try to sell John Walker. I don't know. I feel like he thinks John Walker's problematic. I don't know. I feel like he might be problematic. John Walker, because he's a real American hero. He's a firefighter. Shaves like John Walker. Kyle Cushing had one of the most beautiful arcs. He did. He actually he did, man. Did. I'm being serious. I'm being yeah, sitting no cap. He did. Cap and his barbe- and yeah. his barbecue looked like it absolutely slapped. His ribs. God <laughs> tier. Hey, he remember leave. when he responded to me on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he's a friend of the show now. Friend of the show, Eric Baldas. I think that's his name. <laughs> Vigilante. He's a fellow vigilante. Zeddy, I've got some inside information. I'm sorry I can't oh, with anybody. <laughs> do it. But if you want to know, yes, there will be more barbecue in season yes. two of Superman. Yes. His ribs yes. will return. 
The same way Doctor Strange will return in the Maltese. The ribs, Kyle's ribs will return. Kyle's ribs. Wouldn't it be cool if they just put that at the end? I wish. His ribs will return. The ribs will return. Superman and Moss. Oh, man. It's speaking of things that are going to be returning, guys, bro. Chris Evans and I from the Gathering of the Geeks podcast are going to be bringing back World's Finest on our YouTube channel. So that's a big change. So it won't be available on the podcast. It'll be available on the YouTube channel. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we're going to be bringing back Superman and Lois season two reviews every week. That's going to be fair. I'm so glad, dude. I love that show. I'm so glad you guys are coming back and doing it. Thank you. It's gonna be fun. And shout out to Gathering of the Geeks who launched tonight. tonight. It's a premiere tonight. Right? Tonight. Yep. Tonight. 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 Five star movie, baby. Four and a half star movie. Five star movie, baby. Rachel Zegler, the next big thing. See her in Shazam, Failure of the Gods. Zag- blow all your minds away. Zags is. And she might win a Golden Globe tonight. But we won't see yeah, her until Shazam, what, 2029 or what? We won't see her till, till <laughs> 2023. Until 2099. Um, but Zegler <laughs> might win a Golden Globe tonight. Zegler might win a Golden Globe tonight. That's not on TV though, right? No, they're just giving the list out at 9 p.m. Because the Golden Globes are canceled. Gotcha. Like, okay. not actually canceled, but they're like canceled in the, like, in like socially. <laughs> gotcha. So they're not airing. And no one in Hollywood... <laughs> No one agreed to present awards for them. It's good. good. It's not good. Yikes. I mean, it's, I mean no, it's I mean, making a stand, but it's good for social rights. Yeah. So, uh, Golden Globes and our boy Andy Garfield is probably going to win tonight too for yeah. uh, uh, Tick Tick Boom. So um, good for him. I'm also clumped now. What? I just drank some coffee. I might, like, I'm coughing. What'd you say, Clem? Verklem. You know, Verklem. Yeah, yeah. It's an old. You got to look. <laughs> It's from Saturday Night Live. Coffee talk. Verklempt is a word. Yeah, just, I'm not ripping on you. I'm looking at you. It's an old Michael Myers never... skit on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> hey, Siri, what is the definition? I don't know what is happening right now, but I think we should probably wrap this bad boy up. Verklempt. So. Verklempt. Look it up. All right, let me talk about what I got going on right See, yeah. Time again? Yeah, it's that time, Mr. That C. time of the show yes, where we wrap it up. Um, <laughs> you can follow me at Encruiser Jr. on Twitter. I, I don't think I'll be doing any more polls because uh, shit, I'm much, I cannot, cannot, you're going to see Chris Evans. I can't live up to it. So I'm just going to, that was my, the last poll I'm going to do. I'm going to leave that up to him. He is the Norman Osborn of the community. And I apologize for that. Uh, we also have some great stuff coming. We did a show with our wonderful, one of the greatest podcasters in the, in the business now, drummer Rob Ten, Rob Myers. It's our kiss show. Right between the eyes, RBTE podcast. We finally broke open the Destroyer 45th anniversary box set. Z, um, you're gonna feel when you listen to it like you're holding the contents of the box, even if you don't have it. It's that descriptive. You're gonna smell the um, the floppies, as Justin Kowalski used to say. It's the the paper. the vinyls. It's a very descriptive. You're gonna hear it. It's gonna be great. I think that's gonna break this week. What are you doing, Nick? You're laughing over there. You got? Yeah, did you look up the word or what? Yeah. So, verklempt is a real word. What does it mean? Um, it means <laughs> overcome with emotion. That's what I was. But, <laughs> but it means overcome with emotion, perhaps even choked or clenched by emotions. I, I, <laughs> from coughing on emotions, but it's fair. I will give it to you. It has a Yiddish um, origin. Yeah, so Michael Myers, you know who he is, right? Correct. Right. 
from Saturday Night Live, right? He did uh, yes. um, Austin Powers. Which, awesome. Austin Powers, yeah. Which I'm surprised. He's the love guru. I'm surprised well. we don't have, have a podcast on, on Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he did a, a hilarious show where he he played like an older Jewish woman who idolized Yiddish, okay. Barbara well, Streisand. It was called awesome. Coffee Talk. And he would interview people on there and he'd talk like, yeah, we're going to drink some coffee. And then he would get like, when they talk about Barbara Streisand, he would start to choke up. And he'd go, talk amongst yourselves. I'm clumped right now. It's okay, hilarious. that's funny. Yeah, it's that's funny. That is kind of well, funny. Great word usage by you. Yeah, A course. plus for yeah. your well, higher. keep up with you guys. You guys are a podcast. <laughs> you guys got so many things going on here. I don't know. What's I don't use words anymore, like that know. though, because I'm not as well versed. But I don't know. I, I, I think the gentleman next to you, Mister C, is agent. the busiest man in podcast. Between you and Nico, you guys have 25 shows going on. Oh no, no, not me. <laughs> you know, is my point. Nico's having a, a guest starring tour of podcasting over here. It does. It does kind of feel like that. It's ah, a couple good for you, though, man. Um, thank you, brother. All right. So you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, and TikTok at Nico Caruso. That's N I K K O C A R U S O. I'm doing film reviews there on TikTok. A couple housekeeping things. Uh, our episode of Italians for Spidey with another exceptional podcaster and friend of the show, our Italian brother, Mr. Peter Amvera, talking about. Uh, Spider-Man no, no Way Home and Amazing Spider-Man Beyond. I actually think it's Peter R. Vera or is it Peter M. Vera? I don't know. I forget. I'm sorry. Pete. Um, but I never know what the middle initial is. He always says it. I always forget. I like to I call apologize. Peter now. Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Uh, in terms of Spider-Man, if you cannot get enough Spider-Man No Way Home, no way home um, go to my Twitter or go to my Instagram story today. Um, I was on the Playbook show with a new good friend of mine. His name is Dennis. We were talking about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home's Oscar chances for it being nominated for Best Picture and just its overall impact. And we got to talk about some film stuff as well. That was really fun. That's on his YouTube page. He's the man. Um, I also did an episode today, which will be available uh, Wednesday with uh, a new friend of mine, Travis Hines, as well on a superhero discussions you can see the link there talking about a really good episode of a uh, spectacular spider-man uh, arguably the best spider-man animated series ever some of the best spider-man stuff ever so that was a lot of fun easy. so you'll see that all week easy you'll see that this week um thwip thwip nerds webheads check out oh and please watch the gathering of the geeks tonight or if not tonight catch the reruns reruns a great i like uh, to watch it live i do too we'll do it live live <laughs> All right, and we'll do it live. We're going to love it live, and we're going to love it live, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Bing bong. All right. Is that wrap this up? I oh, man. You, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at uh, Nick Zenick. It's just my name, N-I-C-K-Z-E-D-N-I-K. Please go give a, a follow on my letterbox at Zeddy Films, where I just reviewed the Tender Bar starring none other than Ben Affleck. So go check out my review over on Letterboxd. Hey, That'd be much appreciated. Did What's you up? say anything about Batman in the movie? Did not say anything about Batman, unfortunately. Sorry. Sorry. It's good to watch, though, right? It's it's for him. It's good to watch. Yes, okay. he's really great. Dick. He's really great. In the movie, I'll talk about that in my review. You know? Okay. But uh, he's really great. And he's he'll he'll be a snub, I think, in my opinion. I think he was that good. Um, but uh, you guys can follow this show on Twitter at Vigilante Nights Dinner Nine, and feel free to go over to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and consider leaving a rating and a review. And please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel and like and share all the videos that we've had uh, thus far. Obviously, like I just said, Chris Evans and I from Gathering the Thieves are going to be bringing back Superman and Lois Season 2 reviews on our YouTube channel. So subscribe so you don't miss all of those reviews. 
And obviously, we'll have a lot, a lot of really great content coming up both on the podcast and on the YouTube as Peacemaker comes back. The Batman will be here in just under a month, month or so, and a lot, a lot more great stuff just coming underway here. So that's going to about do it for this week's episode. So for Nico Caruso, for his father, Nick Caruso Jr., my name is Nick As Michael Keaton's Batman always says, why don't you tell your friends about me? Bing bong. Thank mm-hmm. you.